anyone claiming that America's economy is in decline is peddling fiction. I've abandoned free market principles to save the free market system. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Raising the debt ceiling does not increase our debt. It does not somehow promote profligacy. I know words. I have the best words. Nobody knows the system better than me, which is why I alone can fix it. All right, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Peddling Fiction Podcast. I am your host, the voice and soul of so-called fiction, Johnny Profita, and back with me, a day late and a dollar short is Justin Hillbilly Boy Campbell. What's up, man? Oh, nothing too much. Just trying to get through my work week. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, somebody has the week off. <laughs> Actually, a couple people have the week off. Um, we got some pretty shocking news. Was it Monday that this happened? Yeah, I heard about it Monday. So I was I was away for the weekend. I was at a beach somewhere just unplugged from all the news. And then, yeah, my phone starts blowing up like Tucker Carlson's out at Fox News. And uh, some of the first people that sent it to me were a bunch of uh, a bunch of my lefty friends that were like really fucking excited about it. And then they're like, oh, shit, Don Lamont's out. (laughs) And too. (laughs) never mind. I was like, yeah. I can't believe that uh, I, I couldn't believe a that Fox News did that and B how many people think that Don Lamont is like a legitimate like they they were shocked that he got the axe. I thought that was a long time coming. Yeah, I, I thought I thought that would the writing had been on the wall with that for a while. Like he his his numbers had been in decline. He's said and done some things that kind of rub people the wrong way um i i thought i thought don lemon was on the outs with cnn for a while anyway that that one didn't necessarily surprise me it sound or it kind of seems like um it kind of seems like that was the case that he was in fact like on the way out anyway and it, it sort of feels like when the tucker thing happened then he dropped that screenshot of you know his saying that um, he got an email and blah, 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 and all this bullshit about how they were letting him go or whatever. And it, it, it really feels like Don Lemon is trying to ride the t- coattails of Tucker Carlson big news, and which he, he succeeded because you now you see articles where, they, where they're mentioning Tucker and Don Lemon in the same breath, uh, which Don is nowhere near the right. influence or – or you know, uh, audience that Tucker is, but they're mentioning them in the same breath, talking about them both as being highly influential reporters and blah blah blah. And so, I mean, if he was if he was deliberately trying to to ride Tucker's ouster into his own uh, into his own glory, then he he definitely succeeded. And I could see he seems like the piece of shit that would do that. Yeah, so he was saying that his uh, he got fired basically through his agent or something like that, right? 
Yeah, they they didn't even have uh, a conversation with him. They just told his agent to tell him. And then CNN came out and denied that. Uh, I, I'm kind of tempted. You know, a lot of these fucking leftists do this thing where they just have this completely delusional perspective of, of reality. And you can almost like every time you see one of their tweets, you're like, oh, that that's not what happened. And this was not the way it went down. It was probably the exact opposite. And I wouldn't be surprised if they guys what I think what uh, CNN said was uh, that, yeah, they offered to have a, a sit down with him and he declined it <laughs> or something like that. And that to me makes more sense. And then, yeah, the the delusion of leftists come in and it's like, oh, no, they they wouldn't even have the decency to sit down with me. It's like the exact opposite of reality. But, yeah, his his ratings were in the tank. They moved him from primetime to the morning show. He had to go through sensitivity training. Maybe he failed his sensitivity training. Can you fail sensitivity training? Probably. I bet you would fucking fail it. Oh, I I, I would 100% <laughs> fail sensitivity training. <laughs> I, I can fake it long enough to get through the get through the seminar. I don't think you could do it. <laughs> there was a thing about uh, it said if you had to swap jobs with your spouse, who would get fired first? And I was like, my my wife works in HR, and she says I'm an HR nightmare. I probably wouldn't make it through the first week like uh, there's a hundred percent chance i'm getting fired quick i had a at a boss that uh if we had correspondence that needed to go to the company owner i would send the email with everything to my boss and then my boss would retranslate it into uh corporately approved or you know acceptable and yeah. and then he would forward it on to the company owner and um one one week he was out and so his like his secretary basically was kind of handling his emails and stuff. And we had like a big, big company meeting that afternoon. And because I sent my weekly updates to him in email all the time, I didn't I didn't think that she would actually be checking his emails while he was out. So I was just sending the, the, the updates. She printed the fucking email and brought it to the meeting. So so like everybody saw unfiltered Justin printed out on a piece of paper in the in the in the. uh conference room and and everybody then immediately realized what that my uh my boss's true value was making me palatable for regular people it's funny it sounds like a good job for the the chat gpt thing <laughs> like hey ai make this sound <laughs> make this sound more sophisticated and allowable <laughs> there's a snapchat ai that that's come out and i've been playing with it a little bit it's not very fun i, I keep trying to get it to let me call it uh nicknames like little adolfo and stuff like that and it's not going for it it doesn't like that i'm 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 gonna be the one that's uh that starts the ai revolution because i'm gonna keep pissing off my my snapchat ai well um let's pull up the the clip from don lemon because this is i guess the inner like one of the last things he did before getting canned that everybody seems to be saying was this was sort of the last the last straw um he did this interview and i mean i would just look at this interview and if this is the your the level of your interview skills i would fucking fire you just for that like you're just not very good at this right like a he just has like the worst um the worst opinions and takes on everything and b is just it was so awkward 
his co-host is just kind of sitting there at one point she's looking at the phone at her phone she's like she doesn't even know how to interject and they don't even know how to like end it and make it i, I, I don't know it's just ter- go ahead and roll it i don't want to spoil it too much with due respect, I find I find your explanation reductive and actually insulting, including to Black Americans, to say that Black people today, compared to 1964, 1865, haven't made progress in part because of the freedoms we secured. In the Second Amendment, was Black people, they, okay, them, please, freedom. I cannot keep a thought if you guys are talking in my ear. So uh, hang on one second. So to say that that Black people, say, say what you said again. Black people secured their freedoms after the Civil War. It is a historical fact, Don. Just study it. Only after their Second Amendment rights were secured. They were not secured their freedoms after the Civil War. That is not you. You are discounting the uh, Reconstruction. You're discounting a whole host of things that happened after the Civil War when it comes to African Americans, including the whole reason that the Civil Rights Movement happened is because Black did not secure their freedoms after the Civil War, and that things turned around. People were tried to change the freedoms that were supposed to And you know how they got it? They got their Second Amendment rights, and they actually got the NRA played a big role in that. But today, down the The line, NRA did not play a big role in that. That's a lie. That's not. The NRA did not play a big role in This is just historical fact. It's not historical fact. The part that I find is you say it's how uncomfortable she is. Is when you say black Americans don't have those rights after we have gone through civil rights revolution in this country. You are sitting here telling an African American about the rights and what you find insulting about the the, the way I live, the skin I live in every day. Here's what you and I freedoms in black and white that, that black people don't have in this he, country here, and that black people do have. Well, here's where you and I have a different point of view. I think we should be able to express our views regardless of the color of our skin. We should have this debate I'm not saying you without me regarding views, you as a black man, me regarding you as a fellow citizen. That you're that's sitting right, here, whatever ethnicity you are, explaining to me whatever ethnicity I'm, I'm what it's like to be black. Whatever ethnicity I'm, I'll tell you what I am. I'm an Indian American. I'm proud of it. But I think we should have this debate. Black, white, doesn't matter. I think we should have this debate. For the of the ideas. Do it. You should do it in an honest way and in a I fair way. And what you're doing is not an honest, fair way. Okay? With, we with, appreciate you coming up. With Thank due respect, Don, I look Thank forward to continuing that conversation. Thank you. Conversation. Thank you. Thank you, Pop. We'll talk about China. Yes, that's about China. Time you come back. Oh, thank you. Much to say on declaring independence from China. Okay. Something you can add. Thank you. Okay. First of all, you he at the beginning of that clip, I, I wish we had like the, the minute before because his producers are clearly telling him to like shut the fuck up. You like you're you're really messing this up. He's like, Oh, you guys stop talking to me. I can't keep a thought if you guys are gonna keep talking to me. I don't think he could keep a thought with or without people talking in his ear when black people do that shit where it's just like, oh, you're going to tell me what it's like to be black in America. And so I just get to write off your entire everything that you've said, every point that you've made, because you're not the the skin color of the, the people that you're talking about is so fucking cringe and tiresome. I'd be willing to bet Ramswamy has had a little harder of a time with things over the last 20 years than Don has. This is just my guess. Considering considering his skin pigment and you know the war on terror that we had going on for 20 years. Like he, he, and because because that's one of the things that even even though he's not uh Middle Eastern, he's Indian, like the average person has seen uh that skin pigment pretty much the same. And so I, I would be willing to bet Vivek. Ram Swamy has had a worse time of things than Don Lemon has over the last 20 years. Just, well, he's he certainly, it, yeah, he's not part of the protected class that gets all this affirmative action shit going his way. Uh, and you know, what's funny. We were, we were laughing at the co-host. I, I forget that lady's name. 
but she's just uh, sitting this one out. And you can tell how uncomfortable she is. But I think one of the reasons she's sitting it out is because she sort of believes in this mentality where it's like, oh, if you're white, you can't talk about black anything in America because it's not your lived experience. It's just such fucking bullshit, dude. And he wasn't talking about um, what it was like to be black in America today. He was talking about what happened in the past. <laughs> it's right. like, you don't have to be black to know what happened in black history. Well, um, and he was, <clears throat> he was taking a, sh- he was taking a shot at the idea that black people are no better off today than they were in 1965 or 1865. And, like, and the fact that no Don, progress Don, made whatsoever. what was Don Lamont getting fucking paid at that job? And how many opportunities did they give this fucking dim bulb, this dumb fuck who has no business being on TV in prime time? How many opportunities did they give him that if he wasn't black, like like if he was a white guy and he said that shit about women a few months ago, he's not going to rehabilitation training, sensitivity training, right? He's just gone. He's gone. It doesn't matter. And if your ratings are that bad, they're not going to keep you around. They're not going to keep paying you that kind of money. He's getting special treatment and he's living proof that black people have done much better in America over the last 50, 60 years than they did historically. I'm not I'm not trying to tell him how it is to wake up every day in his skin, blah, 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 blah. But I can look at the world around. I can look at the different scenarios and the different situations and what happens to these people, and what happens to those people and see that. Uh, I, I think they have made tremendous progress. Uh, from 1965 to today. Yeah, that's just like, and and I think Don had had some other problems too. What was it? He said something about uh, about middle aged women or something. Not, not yeah, they're not in their ago. prime. He said they're not. Uh, he was talking about uh, oh god, what's that uh, that Republican chick who's running for president? <sighs> I'm drawing a blank now. Anyway, um, I'll I'll think of it in like ten minutes. But yeah, like he, he was like, oh, she's not in her prime. And then some of his female co-hosts like push back on it. And he's just like, couldn't even, he couldn't even articulate what he meant by that. And I think he was just afraid to articulate it, but he's just like, look up the definition of prime and they're not in their prime. <laughs> just like, he just has the worst, the dumbest takes on everything. And I honestly, I don't think he would have ever gotten that job if he was if it was a, a white guy that th- that is that bad on TV, that has just the dumbest opinions, he's not very good at articulating them. He just has like really awkward interactions like that. It's yeah, it's hard for it's hard for me to take him seriously when he says that you know black people are no better off than they were in 1965 or 1865. When you look at him being pretty much terrible on just about everything. Uh, look at Corrine Jean-Pierre and the way she just, I mean, the, she had a press conference where she is reading from a script and is stumbling all over it. Like, and this is not unusual. She can't fucking read. And then you've got, and then you've got Kamala Harris who says the same word 75 times over a 45 second clip because she doesn't know what she's saying and she can't speak uh, brilliant orator, but a terrible public speaker. And and like it like failing upward like that, that is the white privilege that they claim like people like yeah. me and you have. Right. And it's not a coincidence that everybody that's applying for something 
a job or a school, college, whatever, nobody's checking the white box unless they have to. There's a lot of people claiming that there's some other minority so that they get special treatment. Native American, 164th. Right. Exactly. So if this was really the the white supremacist country that they claim it is, um, I feel like we'd be wearing that as a badge of honor and that people would want to be like, oh, no, I'm not black. I'm white. (laughs) I'm not a minority. I'm this white guy. But no, no, it's the other way around. Speaking of uh, lowering standards, I just I saw this in a, a tweet or something, but California is easing the bar exam score requirements so more so that we can get more black and latino lawyers yeah so now Look, i know i know i know people have gotten mad at like stefan molyneux and some of the others who have made the case about um about race and iq and stuff like that but i think if you're admitting that you're lowering the standards on the bar to get more people in like that isn't that kind of the tale? Yeah, it's it's very telling how they how they view these people, because the you know you and me the you know I'm sure if anybody on the left were to actually listen to this podcast they would call us white supremacists blah 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 but we would hold uh, black and Latino people to the exact same standards because I think they're capable of it. <laughs> I'm not viewing them as like oh. Uh, you're you're black or Latino. You couldn't possibly get the score of like an Asian or a white guy. So we'll just we'll make it a little easier for you. We'll give you we'll let you in with a lower score so that you can become a lawyer. Who's going to want a black or Latino lawyer now when they realize that, oh, the only reason you are one is because they lowered the standards for you? I I, I need to find it. Um, There was a study that I read it's been it's probably been six eight months ago comp uh, I guess I would, it's not consumer confidence but more uh, effectively consumer confidence in physicians and doctors of color is way down and a, and a lot of it is linked to the changing or reduced requirements in in a lot of other fields like I, I don't think the medical field is as bad but there is a certain extent to which patients have a lower level of trust in a doctor who's a person of color than they do in a white one because of the way this uh, DEI stuff has impacted the market in every other field. Like this stuff is, this stuff is having real consequences and it's, the, the the DEI stuff is not leveling the playing field and creating more opportunities and better opportunities for people of color and people of the um, you know the minority classes or whatever. It's actually creating an even bigger rift where the average consumer now doesn't actually believe that those people be- belong there. Even, yeah. even they, if they they've do. created they've created the exact scenario that they were claiming to to fight against. They're <laughs> And these people, you know, if there weren't all of these affirmative action programs and easing the standards for, um, you know, people of color and having quote like quotas, minimum quotas for this type of person or that type of person in this position, all things being equal, uh, people, most people wouldn't um, think differently. Like, okay, this guy's a doctor. He, he's, you know, he graduated from this school. He's got this degree. 
Um, he's probably qualified or she's qualified, whatever. But now it's it's only natural to think, well, is this guy, did this guy really earn this, uh, this degree or was he just uh, a quota fill and they pushed him through when he got fucking D's and C's and all the classes and he doesn't really know what he's talking about, but he's in this position now because they've engineered it that way. So they've just well, they've essentially created the scenario where it makes sense to be prejudice. It's if you look at like to go back to Don Lemon and and the stuff he was talking about, if you look at the civil rights movement and the things that have been done since the civil rights movement, like the post civil war, the black community was actually moving in the right direction. Like, sure, there was Jim Crow and there was a bunch of other bullshit uh, and you can call it uh, systemic racism or whatever. But black people and black communities were building themselves and were really uh, like like. You know, there's there's a lot of different examples. What was it? Black Wall Street was like in Tulsa or something uh, like there's there's been a lot of examples. And I know that didn't end well, but um, there are a lot of examples up to the civil rights movement of black communities um, really building themselves up and creating creating generational wealth and stuff like that and creating like successful businesses and everything. And then the civil rights movement started and you get the welfare state, you get um all of the equal rights treatment and everything else. And, and it really worked to subvert all of the progress that had been made up to that point. So, and, and that's, that's deliberate. Like, you know, we've talked about it with, with uh, the way that the Democrats kind of handle women and, and minorities is you keep them reliant on you to give them the things that they need so that they keep voting for you. But you're never going to actually do things that are going to help them become independent of the system because then they don't need you anymore and they might realize they should vote for somebody else. So you have to keep them so you have to keep them dependent on on you to provide everything they need. And the, the the whole thing is it's a you know it sounds like some big conspiracy theory but it's it's a design. They know what they're doing. You keep you keep people on the teat and they never get off of it. Yeah, it's a very interesting uh, position for him to take, because I would say that uh, black people in America have advanced in spite of all of those government programs. And they would have they would be in a much better position, uh, the entire black community overall, if there had never been any of these government programs. I mean, you can look at, at the charts and everything to see what happened after they did X, Y, and Z in the in the 60s and everything like that. But Don Lamont is saying that these programs have had no effect on, on the black community. They're just as, as bad off as they were before uh, Civil War and Reconstruction and the Civil Rights Movement and everything else like that. So if that's the case, why the push for more of those types of government interventions if they've had no effect yeah let's just double down on this program that did nothing uh for black people and then yeah if you look at the just the um the uh the education rates the employment rates uh intact family things pre-1960 uh civil rights stuff the the black community was doing a lot better and uh it's tragic what the what the welfare state has done to them, all in the name of getting votes. Anyway, is there? We should Google. Can you uh, pull up YouTube and just say like dumbest Don Lamont clips or something and see what comes up? Is there just like a one minute compilation of something? Holy crap! Uh, I think I just found like a one minute compilation of him uh, him berating uh, a 
a show co-host and talking over her. That's another, yeah, I was reading a bunch of articles about he's been fighting with all his co-hosts and yeah, he's got this victim mentality and also this like complex where, you know, you can't fucking interrupt him, blah, 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 because he's the man. Let's see how cringy this is. Gonna read a lot about it. It'll be even more soon. Yeah, I know. Which I should note, the Trump team is pushing back. There are no new revelations. Plan for Harry and Meghan. Yeah, Kardashification, if that's a word. <laughs> Uh, you just the Royals. I think I just made that. What dog is it's this? Multiplied. <laughs> you guys need me to step in here? Or Caitlin, the state is behind the overlook. It's really important for, for us. Yeah. yeah, it's a different generation. Different generation. They're trying to appeal to. I, I, I got to see this. So I'm sorry. Which wow. wrinkled the royal family, though. So this Diana got so much more attention. And Tony Blinken is speaking about that this weekend, too, about this possible deal to get out of San Frederick Plyken. Before you go to Fred, can I accept? Frederick Plyken joining us from Berlin with the news this morning. Um, you're told that, that, that the swap happened at Abu Dhabi airport. We're standing by for the president of the United States. It's been 10 months since the, she's been held in captivity. 8.30 um, this morning. Okay. The, um, I just, we need to also tell you, see President Biden expected to speak at the White House at any uh, moment now. He was, briefed, Samba, one second. he was briefed throughout the morning. It was a way to confirmation from Reiner back in, in U.S. Uh, custody. Yeah, we know. Yeah. Right. And of course, conditions that she's been living through. The There's president President's of the United States is entering the room um, with Biden's wife and the vice president. And John, I'm glad you were here. Yeah, such important perspective. Yeah, all right. I, yeah, it just doesn't seem like he's very good at this job. Even if you're a, like, I just disagree with um, like pretty much everything that he's ever said, except that one. Did you see that clip from him, you know, pre woke shit where he was telling like, uh, black people to like pull up your pants and get a job or something like that. <laughs> Stick around and raise your kids. It was like a really funny video. I don't know if we can pull that up, but this is like Don Lamont from like 10 or 15 years ago where he was just like, stop blaming, you know, the rest of the world for your problems. Take responsibility, pull up your pants. That's like a prison thing about like, you know, being gay in prison or something like that. <laughs> I forget exactly how it went. He's just not very good. And when you compare compare him to to compare him to Tucker Carlson is insane like Tucker Carlson was really good at what he does and I think the ratings bear that out um he had like 10 times and I'm not even exaggerating the the like the number one show on like CNN or MSNBC or something he had 10 times the 10 times the viewers I, I'm still I, I don't know why Fox News did this it does not make a lot of sense they're trying to blame it on the the Dominion lawsuit, but he wasn't even named in that one, right? I know they have other lawsuits coming down the pike. Man, there's like all, all the people that were actually named in, like Maria Bartiromo, and uh, uh, Tucker was even Tucker was even on air on his show criticizing um, Trump's lawyer, what's her name, Sidney Powell, and saying that they had no evidence for for their claim. Like, yeah. if, if you if you actually go look at the look at what he said uh like it seems like tucker was not on the side of dominion but not on the side of the trump team on that one so much either yeah he had a pretty reasonable position and i did i thought i sent you that audio but i guess i i didn't um a pretty reasonable position he's like all right this lady is telling us that you know they've they've hijacked these machines and they can use them to flip votes and blah blah blah, blah. and it's like all right well 
do you have evidence for that? And we kept asking her for the evidence and she wouldn't do it and she wouldn't give it to us and she wouldn't come on the show. So we have no reason to believe there's any validity to these claims until they produce some sort of evidence. Seems like a pretty reasonable position to me. Uh, and that probably did piss off a lot of the, you know, the hardcore right Fox News viewers because he's like, listen, you know, uh, they're making these claims. We have no reason to believe that um, any of this is right. And uh, that's the this idea that he was the one that was pushing these uh, this defamation of the Dominion machines. I, I don't know. I don't think uh, I've never seen anybody produce. They keep saying like, oh, he, he was lying about this and he was doing that. I never saw anybody that was saying that produce any audio clips or video clips or anything that um, that would promote that perspective. And then I don't understand this stuff about his text messages. Like they kept saying like, oh, we have these text messages where he was like, say, you know, he was saying that he didn't believe it, but then he went on air and he was like kind of promoting it. And it's just like, I, I don't understand how a text message could be a defamation thing. Right. Because, what does it matter? Yeah. It's a private text message. It's not like, <laughs> uh, so I, I don't know. It, the whole thing just doesn't make sense to me. Why? why they would get rid of the most popular host in, in cable news. Uh, even if they have more law, I know he's kind of like a lightning rod for this whole thing, but, um, and the left just the, the celebration on the left is really something to see, uh, to watch how many people, like I saw clips from the view, um, we saw the like some people in the the military industrial complex celebrating and pharma and i think that's sort of more where this could be coming from because this is a guy who um you know Sean Hannity for instance always is like just your typical fucking neocon the left for whatever reason doesn't hate him nearly as much he's not one of their targets He'll, you know, he'll back the war in Ukraine. He'll fall in like he he would fit in fine with like most of the Biden administration, I think, when it comes to a lot of those types of things. Tucker Carlson is going on there. He's doing reports on how the, the CIA fucking killed Kennedy. Um, he's talking about how the war in Ukraine is this farce, uh, big pharma and, uh, you know, the pharma industrial complex or whatever you want to call it has been fleecing the American people. And that, I think, you know, could be a much bigger driver in in his firing than anything that has to do with this with these defamation lawsuits coming coming down the uh, down the pike. Well, like there's the chick that said that he was uh, he like had a kingmaker mentality and was hard to deal with and all of this stuff. And then and then uh like after she said that like i think she went on air to say to say all of that and then after she said that there were a bunch of, there were a bunch of people that were reporting that she had never actually even been in the same room with tucker carlson she had only had any engagement with him either over the phone or by email and primarily by email <laughs> and and then a whole bunch of other people are like that's completely untrue i've worked with tucker a lot for a long time and he's never been like that at all <laughs> yeah everyone that has actually worked with him says he's like a stand-up guy he seems like a nice enough guy i i don't know you know 
I don't know if a lot of the stuff that he talks about or that he talked about on his show, he actually believed or he was doing it for ratings or whatever, but he definitely did some, some stories that could get you in a lot of trouble. And I think took a lot of courage to do. And he's asking tough questions that nobody else on cable news was asking. Uh, so yeah, I think the, the idea that this is a guy that he will go after the deep state, he will go after the pharmaceutical industry. Um, I, I think that is a lot more carried a lot more weight than, oh yeah, like he's could have been one of like this defamation lawsuit thing. I, I, I don't even, I, I never even saw any evidence of him. Uh, doing that. It, I, I couldn't believe that settlement that they got either, but I, I don't watch a lot of Fox news. I'll watch Tucker Carlson clips every once in a while. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. The, the whole thing just doesn't make a lot of sense. It, it seems like a terrible move from Fox news. I don't know who they're going to put in the eight o'clock slot now. And I think they've lost a lot of their viewer. Like everybody fucking liked Tucker Carlson. I mean, that's, you know, cutting off your nose to spite your face. That that was the workhorse for Fox News. Like, and, and I think that was part of, I think that was part of the problem that Fox News had with him was people don't watch Fox News. People watch Tucker Carlson. So, so like, that's, uh, you know, that's, that's one of the, that's one of the problems that they, that they had with him. And also I, I do think the, um, uh, he has gone after the pharmaceutical companies quite a bit. I think the exposing all of the January 6th tapes and everything really fucked up an, a huge narrative that the machine has been running with for a couple years now. And and so that I mean they let the they let the uh the Buffalo Shaman out of prison because those tapes were released. Yeah. Like, you know, Tucker runs that Tucker runs that segment and goes through all of all of those tapes and looks at what actually happened and then they let the guy out of jail after you know however long it's been with no with no end in sight they let him out because obviously the thing that they were keeping him on wasn't true yeah he, he, he definitely kicked a lot of hornet's nests with some the way he covered stuff and and the things that he covered yeah. Yeah. And we were supposed to get more. I don't know what happened with the the rest of the footage. You know, he was promising more more episodes like that. I don't know. Maybe there wasn't anything else there that was relevant or maybe he just thought he had more time to do it. I think um, the 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 idea that so many people are excited about this is really I don't know. I guess it's just sad that that like the one guy that's on cable news that's willing to do stories like that, that's willing to take take the risk and cover these topics and say certain things uh, that that's that's who you go after. And they make him out to be this like evil, you know, disrespectful, white supremacist, misogynist, whatever. Um, It's just a really I think he did a great service to the the lemmings of America. Like they would get to see things because he was on cable news that you would, you would have to find in a, a much uh, more hardcore podcast normally. And so it was nice to have a voice like that who would, you know, who changed his mind on, on a lot of these wars and 
uh, a lot of foreign policy things. And it, I don't know. I mean, this day and age, I, I think this is going to be the this might be the final dagger in cable news because nobody's watching any of these other channels already. The CNN, MSNBC, nobody was watching them. Um, he had the biggest show. They just got rid of him for no good fucking reason. Unless it comes out that he was like an Epstein Island or something like that. Like they don't have any justification for fucking firing him. And that's uh, going to go ahead. I was just like talking about this being like the death of cable. Like uh, a buddy and I were having a conversation about that the other day. Like if it wasn't for sports, uh, like sports channels and, and like sports on these cable channels, Cable would be dead completely. Like if you could just live stream everything without having to deal with with having a cable subscription, uh, like that would completely kill all of the like the legacy media type type stuff. Like there'd be no reason to have sat- satellite. There'd be no re- or you know direct TV, Dish Network. There'd be no reason to have cable or any of that stuff. Like you could get everything streaming that you could possibly want or need. Because uh, you know what's gonna what's gonna end up happening. Uh, Tucker's parting shot, he should have, as soon as it was announced and it came out, he should have just uh on his um on his Twitter or whatever po- posted the the old Obi-Wan Kenobi quote, said, if you strike me down, I will return more powerful than ever. Because that's what's about to happen. As like he's going to he's going to get his own platform. He's gonna have he's gonna have stuff that's like exclusive content for him. Uh, he could he could probably he could probably outrun the Daily Wire with whatever he creates. And if he did something like what I really want to see is I want to see Tucker Carlson team up with Joe Rogan and Elon Musk and start their own like media company. That would, that would blow the, that would completely, that would officially end cable, like all of the legacy media. Yeah. Which is why I think it's just so retarded that these people are celebrating him him out at Fox like he's going to be bigger than ever um he will take his three plus million views from Fox News and he will like triple it easily because like I will you know if he has a podcast I'll probably check it out every once in a while I'm not going to tune in like I don't have a fucking cable out here I don't have a DVR so I'm not going to check in at like seven o'clock or eight o'clock whatever yeah eight eight o'clock New York so seven o'clock hour or whatever um, but if it's a podcast that I can listen to, whatever, I was like, yeah, let me see what Tucker has to say. Let me see what he's talking about today. Right. Um, You're so, telling me I don't need a cable subscription to see his show. I can just go pull it up on Rumble or, you know, pull it up in a podcatcher or something. I, uh, hell yeah. Yeah. And not and just the fact that he's been fired from Fox News is going to have some appeal to people like, oh, let me see what this guy's talking about that got him fired. Let me see what what he has to say on this. And now it's like no holds barred. Like, I don't know what kind of restraints they had at, at Fox News on him, but now he can say whatever the fuck he wants. And good luck can't like, I don't know what they thought this was going to accomplish. It's like, oh, he's no longer on Fox News. Okay, so now, now he's going to make more money. I guarantee you he'll make more money on his own. And he can do whatever he wants, whenever he wants. And people are still going to be able to watch him. I mean, yeah, I'll probably have to teach my old man how to fucking listen to a podcast because <laughs> he's going to he's going to have to um, like that generation. Yeah. People in their fucking 70s and 80s or whatever aren't going to know how to how to find him, but they'll figure it out. Well, and you know, the cool thing with that is uh, most even most of them have smart TVs or a, you know, a smart device of some sort like a Roku and you can get 
you can stream Rumble and YouTube through those on your TV. I mean, my even my seventy-two-year-old dad knows how to operate that stuff, and yeah. he's he's like super boomer. So, yeah. Well, you know what else I heard? I forget forget where I heard it. It might have been I I tuned into the uh, the Megan Kelly podcast the other day. So I wanted to see what her perspective on this was because she used to be a fire. I grant she wasn't fired. I think she left voluntarily after they offered her like a mega fucking deal. And um, somebody, it might have been Glenn Greenwald on there, was saying that more registered Democrats tuned in to Tucker Carlson regularly than watched any of the other networks primetime show like CNN, MSNBC. More of them actually watched Tucker Carlson. I thought that was a very interesting stat. And I, I just don't understand what the, I mean, like it's, it is really just fucking uh, just kind of despicable to just take the the shot in Freud, like dancing when somebody loses their job or something like that. Even though honestly, this is probably the best thing from, from what I heard from Megan Kelly and like the Bill O'Reilly's of the world, like that job is really, uh, really stressful you get death threats like you have to live in the middle he's talking about how he lives in a town of like 1500 people or something just away from everybody because it's just this constant barrage of bullshit that you don't really want to deal with and i don't even think he was making the kind of money that uh bill o'reilly or um megan kelly were making i don't i don't know how much he was making i'm sure it was a very very good living but i don't think it was like the 25 30 million dollars a year kind of thing and with Bill O'Reilly, I mean, that guy, they stuck with him through a lot of shit. He had like $70 million worth of settled sexual harassment suits or some 65, 70 million um, before the, the whole thing with uh, with him wanting to uh, stick a falafel up some chick. I would say Bill O'Reilly had some very public outbursts of being hard to deal with. What was the fuck it? We do it live. Wasn't Let's that do again? it live. Yeah. Yeah, he was that. And then, yeah, he was doing all these weird things with women. He he thought a, a loofah was a falafel. <laughs> and just, yeah, they had like a huge slot. They spent like 60 plus million dollars settling lawsuits for him. And they didn't fire him at that point. So the idea that Tucker Carl, like firing this guy, it, it just makes no sense. I don't know who in the world they have envisioned for the for the eight o'clock slot now. But I don't think there's anybody in the waiting in the wings that could hold a fucking flame to Tucker Carlson. Well, speaking of flames, you know, maybe they could uh, just replace him with Dylan Mulvaney. Yeah, he is getting a lot of attention these days. Uh, he got a, a Maybelline Maybelline sponsorship. <laughs> yeah. It was so goddamn uh, funny, man. I say we can definitely answer the question, maybe. Is is he born with it or is it Maybelline? It's a hundred percent Maybelline and some facial reconstructive surgery. Had yeah, to have, the, had to have those cheek so and, and jaw bones shaved down a little bit. I can't believe that companies are still giving him um, sponsor. Like, didn't they get the memo of uh, what just happened to Bud Light? Like that chick, the the one that was in charge of the marketing campaign, had to take a leave of absence. I think I, I might have just posted this to the, the private Facebook group, the meme stream, but and I think this is real, that the Oktoberfest is boycotting Bud Light for the first time in like 70 years. There's not going to be any Bud Light at Oktoberfest. 
Uh, but this, I mean, I, for those of you, I don't know how old our listeners are, but yeah, I don't know if this is still the Maybelline jingle for their commercials either, because yeah, I don't watch uh, cable news or if I did, I'd be fast forwarding through the commercials, but the, uh, the jingle used to go, maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's Maybelline. <laughs> and this is just clat, like, I don't know, just so goddamn funny, man. So the only way this changes is if is if like legitimate women start like standing up to this shit and and raising a stink about it, which I guess there has been some, but it's not it's not uh, super prevalent just yet. But, you know, it's it's getting there. But. Maybelline, Tampax, uh, Nike with the women's sports gear, like if if real women stand up and say no we're not buying your shit like we're actual women that's a fake woman we're not doing this then they'll start to pay attention like i mean bud light put the uh what was what's her face the Alyssa, some long jewish sounding last name they put her on uh leave of leave of absence and put some dude in in the place in the interim because or you know after all of this and have released a bunch of statements and stuff and like they're they're really trying to walk it back yeah yeah they're in full damage control over there and meanwhile these companies are like falling over themselves to do the exact same thing like it's unbelievable man i i i don't understand who are who these people are in decision making positions but why you you would think it would be a good idea to give uh maybelline some sort of sponsorship to this this guy who he is mocking women He's clearly mo- he's mocking women and transgendered at the same time. It's kind of brilliant. <laughs> you got to tip your hat to him. And now he's getting sponsors from yeah, left and right. They're just throwing money at him. It is it is pretty impressive. I mean, you know, talk about failing upward. That's this dude is this dude has figured out the cheat code. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like one of those videos where you see like, oh, this guy's living in like year twenty forty five or something because he figured out a much easier way of doing something. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god. What else we got in the stack today? Let's say can we uh do we have time to to wrap up on the Fauci thing or you want to roll Fauci over to Friday and uh talk about the the mask study? Um let's do you know what? Let's save all that for Friday. Let's do the AOC thing. Okay. Cuz this is a- AOC as you guys know, one of my favorite uh punching bags. One of the dimmest bulbs in Congress, of course, um, but she's really, she really shows some some revealing qualities in uh, in this clip. I think if it's the right clip, I think it's the right clip. Yeah, the one where she's talking about uh, Tucker getting fired and cancel culture works. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Tucker Carlson is out at Fox News. Couldn't have happened to a better guy. Um. What I will say, though, is while I'm very glad that the person that is arguably responsible for the some of the largest driving some of the most uh, amounts of death threats and violent threats, not just to my office, but to plenty of people across the country, um, I also kind of feel like I'm like waiting for the cutscene at the end of a Marvel movie after all the credits have rolled. And then you see like the villain's like hand 
reemerge out to grip, grip over like the end of a building or something. But deplatforming works and it is important. And um, there you go. Good things can happen. Yeah. I don't think this kind of deep, this isn't a deep platforming. It just, it isn't. I mean, he's got every other platform available to him that are much more popular and easily accessible. That actually wasn't the clip that I was hoping it was. There's one where she's talking about how um, the government needs to regulate what's on TV. Oh, I haven't seen that one. That would be a... Uh... Yeah, I that that's the one I thought it was. And I just, I just assumed because I think it was in the same thread. Here it is. Oh, I, I got it. I got it. Okay. Go ahead and roll that for us. Yeah, this is yeah. on this is All on right, Jen. Here. I think she's on Jen Saki's podcast or something, the former White House blowhard. Yeah. All right. Uh Saki Saki got a it's on MSNBC. She got a she got a job with MSNBC. Oh I miss, that I miss her. I miss her after having watched Kareen Jean Pierre for all these months. Can yeah. We get, yeah, it's unbelievable. How... She was she was at least witty and clever. Like, yeah. Or like you knew that she wasn't uh, like confused and just out of her out of her depth when she would just be like, we're going to circle back to that. We're going to circle back. Like she knew what she was doing and we knew what she was doing and we knew that she knew what, you know, um, Green Jean-Pierre just has no fucking idea what's going on. And no tact either. Like she doesn't know how to deal with the press. She She's terrible. She, yeah. Anyway, AOC wants the federal government to censor Tucker Carlson. And this is yeah. a. Uh, this was actually at 9.45 a.m. on Monday was when this article came out. And so it was about the same time as the uh, as the Tucker announcement was coming. I think that came out a little bit after that because it was mid-morning. See what, uh, see what AOC. And do you think media organizations or social media platforms should be accountable for the role, for, for being platforms for incitement? I believe that when it comes to broadcast television, like Fox News, these are subject to to federal law, federal regulation in terms of what's allowed on air and what isn't. And when you look at what Tucker Carlson and some of these other folks on Fox do, it is very, very clearly incitement of violence, very clearly incitement of violence. And that is the line that I think we have to uh, be willing to contend with. Yeah. I I don't recall having ever seen or heard Tucker Carlson call for violence of any sort or any of these other Republicans for that matter. No. Um, now we have seen, uh, what's, what's her name? Um, Maxine Waters. That's the one like actually, actually calling for violence. We have yeah. seen Get other we have seen other black uh, Democratic lawmakers literally call for violence, but Tucker's never done it. And if we're going to censor Fox News, then need to be censoring the uh, those Congress people as well. Yeah, I, I'm. I gotta say, I'm a little disappointed in our favorite big booty Latina. I don't think she knows what the word incitement means. I think she just heard it. And so she's like, oh, it's clearly incitement of it's not uh, there's no there's no possible way anybody could construe what Tucker Carlson does with inciting violence. And the idea that the government is going to regulate what's on cable news. 
I, I mean, I know we have the FCC and everything like that, but this is like uh, politicians who don't like what uh, what somebody is saying about them on TV can just uh, get them get them kicked off or something like that is a very, very uh, talk about fascistic. They love to talk about fascism. Um, but that she just wants to eliminate any uh, dissenting opinion from being able to communicate to the American people how big of a fucking buffoon she is. And that's uh, there were some other I don't know if there's more more clips in that. But, yeah, I mean, you get the gist of it. She wants the she wants the government to be able to come in and regulate what you can and cannot say in news programs and opinion programs. Uh, TV would be the first thing, but yeah, of course, I mean, they've already started to do this on, on other platforms. We all know that, uh, like YouTube, <laughs> I've been kicked off of YouTube and, uh, I, this is just fucking a, a stunning admission from somebody who claims to be for, uh, you know, first amendment rights and against fascism. I mean, that is, that is how fascism works like i mean that's it's the it's the whole they've been trying to figure out a way to impose the ministry of truth since um what was that chick the damn it the truth the ministry of truth czar or whatever that they were trying to and whenever that uh whenever that got all the pushback and really kind of fell apart at the seams almost as soon as they announced it um they've like they've been trying to figure out a way to do it. it it's it's like with the with the covid thing you know they had they had been trying to figure out a way to get a pandemic to stick for the better part of 15 years uh, you'd see it every couple of years they would have a you know there'd be a big a big crazy thing that they would freak out about and then it would fizzle out before it actually like took hold but they would try to ramp up the panic porn on it right away yeah. and, Zika, it, and it never SARS. did take Ebola, yeah, bird flu, swine flu, uh, yeah, all of those. Like they had been trying to get something to stick for a while, and they finally found their. They finally found the one. But so it's the same thing with this. Like they they've been trying to figure out a way to to get this to stick, where that they can impose full totalitarian control over the over media. And so they're using. I think we talked about the the whistleblower um, that released the. Uh, the stuff about Ukraine and what's actually going on in Ukraine. And he, he dropped that on like discord and, and telegram and stuff like that. You know, you've got uh, going after Tucker for inciting violence and stuff like they're trying to, they're trying to completely put a lockdown on and control everything about the way you interact with, with other people and the, the restrict act that is currently getting kicked around in Congress and looks, looks like it's, gonna die but uh i mean the 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 implications of that are pretty terrifying like they're they're really trying to go into full-on ministry of truth like big brother is watching you yeah yeah and they'll take they'll take one event that they've managed to convince a lot of americans was this coup d'etat this insurrection right and they'll just use the exact same language for every subsequent event that they want to sort of attach to it. So uh, Tucker Carlson was inciting violence and death threats, I guess, because he was um, 
entertaining the idea that the election wasn't on the up and up or something like that. I, I don't know what the other examples of inciting violence. It would be nice if anybody would fucking push back on these people when they say these things. They, they just get away with it. They're just like, oh, well, he was lying. He was inciting violence. He was doing this. He was doing that. Give me just one example. One example of, of one of the lies that Tucker Carlson told of one instance of him inciting violence. I would love to see what your threshold for that is. And it is kind of, um, they seem to have a very subjective view of what inciting violence is. If you say something they disagree with, you've incited violence. They like I mean, to- they, have a, they have an even more subjective view of what the First Amendment actually means. Like it, it's only, the First Amendment only protects speech that they view as, as being- Right. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like the most- what could be the most retarded reading of the First Amendment? It's, oh, yeah, you can say anything you want as long as you don't offend me. If I'm offended, it's not free speech. It's not it's not protected under the First Amendment. And it's just like, all right, listen, you idiots. If <laughs> you wouldn't have an amendment that says free speech is protected um, if it wasn't designed to protect things that were offensive. That could be offensive to other people. I mean, if we're all just uh, singing lullabies and talking about how great the weather is, there's no need to protect free speech. Right. Well, that uh, that's like the, um, you know, the the Second Amendment argument. They talk about like you don't need an AR-15 for hunting. The Second Amendment wasn't written about hunting. It was written about the fact that at the time the founders were fighting back against an oppressive government that wasn't allowing them to have guns, that wasn't allowing them to have free speech, that wasn't allowing them to write things, to put out newspapers and say the things. That's what free speech is about. It's about saying the things that without fear of being thrown in jail, saying things that are critical of and true about your government. It's about being able to do journal like actual journalism and do research and find out. That's why we have FOIA requests and stuff like that. So that you can actually, you know, find out freedom of information and find out what's going on with this stuff. And you can actually report about it objectively and, and truthfully. And you have the right to say that stuff without worrying about being thrown in jail. And of course, then they'll use the, you know, like bullshit like they do on Snowden and Assange and say that, you know, that's uh, a uh, public or national security or some, some shit like that. Like they'll find ways to get around it. They're, they're, they're going to subvert, the constitution as much as they can at every opportunity that they can. But uh, the founding of, of these ideas was not so you could, you know, stand around and, and talk about everything and talk nice about things. It wasn't so you had the ability to own a gun to go hunt. It was so that you could stand up to an oppressive government at the time that the government became oppressive. Yeah. And and it's just so obvious too. (laughs) It's like the the mental gymnastics that they have to come up with to try to read something else into those. I bet you at the time, the the founding fathers was like, there's nobody dumb enough that could misconstrue this as to mean anything other than what we're explicitly saying. Uh, But hey, nobody ever went fucking broke underestimating the intelligence of the American people. I mean, it's like the the meme, you know, uh, the women with the time machine and men with the time machine where they go back and say, <laughs> rewrite it. Like you're talking to a five-year-old, like, yeah, go back and say, all right, for all of the, the constitution and all of the amendments and everything, write it. Like you're talking to a retard because 200 years from now, everybody's going to be fucking retarded. Yeah. Yeah. And getting dumber by the minute because we've allowed the government schools to take over. 
And and now th- that's the fucking the scariest thing I think to me is that I remember with this last election they were like celebrate oh we got the first millennial this and the first Gen Z that and like these people are coming up through the ranks now like eventually Nancy Pelosi is going to die <laughs> like I don't know when I don't know when all the fucking uh, fetuses and baby blood that she's been feeding off of is finally going to give in but. Eventually, this, this that generation is going to die off, and as bad as they are, we're going to be stuck with a fucking shitload of AOCs ru- trying to run this country. Yeah, you know it's it's kind of sad when like the the outcome of the last couple elections twenty 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 and twenty twenty two is like John Fetterman, the guy who actually has brain damage, is very possibly the least retarded of all of these like new firsts of people getting elected into office like he, he's probably at the low end of the going to do something that's gonna like fuck stuff up now he he can't you know he can't speak and he can't really read from a piece of paper but that's fine he's he's not likely to do anything that's gonna fuck stuff up these gen x and gen or uh, gen z and gen whatever they call themselves next gens or whatever they're they're actually yeah. gonna like fuck stuff up. They have just enough brain power to like read the most, most retarded thing into any legislation or figure out like the dumbest idea possible and, and get it into motion. Well, that's like so I have a teenage son and we'll sit here and he'll do something. And I'm like, did you just look at the situation and think, what's the dumbest possible thing that I could do here and then go with that? That's like that's this generation. That's their thought process is just like throw rationale out the window and do whatever the dumbest fucking thing is and hope for the best. Yeah. Well, and they've also been taught that, like, you know, history is racist or evil or whatever. And so there are no lessons to be learned from what anybody else has done for the last few thousand years. Like we should just um, retry all of these things that have gone horribly awry. And go like the the point I was making with Don Lemon. Hey, if none of these fucking government programs have worked, why are we still going down that route? <laughs> like, I mean, you're you're admitting that this was an abject failure. So why would we just double down on that and triple down on it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they have they have no uh, new ideas, and they're they're just you know um, dusting off. Uh, you know, this old Marxist shit and rebranding it as something more progressive. And it's the same fucking terrible ideas, but with an even stronger, more powerful, more entrenched government in every aspect of our lives. That's going to make it much easier to enforce and much quicker. Uh, you know, they can really strike fast without um, without people having a chance to sort of get away from whatever the fuck they're planning to do, man. Uh, the the central bank digital currencies that seems to be coming on a lot faster. Uh, the censorship is as AOC is pushing for now. Uh, that's really they're starting to ramp that up. I mean, we're going to keep coming up with ways to get around it. You know, there there'll always be like another rumble or something, but they're you know they're really trying to get their fucking tentacles around everything. And. Uh, I mean, the ESG stuff, I, I saw an article earlier, I I skimmed past it, uh, 
because I rolled my eyes so hard when I saw it, but it was it was from the Hill talking about why ESG is a good thing. They're really pushing forward with this shit. Yeah, and uh, we just really need to keep resisting. I think uh, maybe Tucker Carlson on his new platform can, like you were saying, if he teams up with somebody, there are some really strong, powerful people that that do still believe in in some um, some form of freedom of speech and freedom of expression and less control of the the news and the media and everything like that. So I think the fact that he will that you know he's him getting fired from a dying industry. <laughs> is not an indication that that this is over that this is um that the left is going to get everything that they want. I think they're going to be very surprised at how successful he is and how uncancelable he will be once he has his own thing up and running like like when they tried to go after Joe Rogan. Like that was just a, a huge embarrassing failure. Um and for them Tucker Carlson is like a million times worse than Joe Rogan. But he's going to, you know, he's got the fuck you money. He's going to have the the support of his listeners. And there's just nothing they can do to stop him. Yeah, right. I think Tucker Tucker is only going to to get bigger and better from from here. Like, yeah. This is this is not going to be a, a death blow for him. It very well may be for for Don Lemon, though. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't imagine anybody following Don Lemon to another platform because they weren't even really watching him on that one. <laughs> You know, it's like you can't it's not like you can take all the airport TV traffic and move it to some like fucking pot. They're just going to start playing his podcast <laughs> or something. I doubt it. I really doubt it. But I mean, he, yeah, even if he gets like a, a tenth of his viewers, that'd still be a pretty big podcast for him. So he could probably do OK. But yeah, it's he's not going to have the influence that uh, Tucker Carlson, I think, could probably still drive the national conversation on something from his own platform. Uh, Don Lamont, with all of the fucking backing of some of the biggest cable networks and millions of dollars in funding and everything, couldn't even come close to doing that. So it, it's going to be pretty fun to, to see what happens. That's all I got today. I don't know. We'll we'll go. We'll save the rest of that stuff for Friday's live show. Yeah, we'll talk about so Friday's live show. We've got. Uh, Fauci basically passing the buck for all of his involvement in everything uh, COVID and lockdown related, the study about masks, and there could be some, so I think it's supposed to happen sometime uh, tomorrow. There's a whistleblower that's coming forward with a whole bunch of stuff about a huge child traffic child trafficking operation that's going on at the southern border uh so so that one seemed like a good one to hold on to uh tease a little bit and then talk about on friday mm because if this whistleblower comes forward this one could be pretty big and then we might have a debt ceiling deal as well to go over and so we'll yeah we'll we'll hopefully get to all that good stuff on friday and we're going to try to do a makeup happy hour this past friday was a goddamn disaster that is my, that is 100% my fault and I completely apologize. I I Man, uh, did you make me look like an idiot. <laughs> we we were driving through driving through Tennessee. The roads were terrible. It was a fucking monsoon and traffic was awful and I literally spent 3 hours just like white knuckling it trying not to die. And then we we get out of all of that and get to Alabama and I've got like four different messages saying, Hey, can you start the happy hour? Like I haven't, I literally haven't looked at my phone this whole time. I've just been like, 
Yeah. I, I knew as soon as I didn't hear from you in the first 10 minutes, I was like, all right, this isn't this is gonna work. But there's something else going on because the when I put out the episode Friday, the first one wouldn't play for some like there was just all kind everything went wrong on Friday. So the first one, people are texting me like, hey, I can't play this episode. And so I think it was because I loaded it from my phone. So I had to get back to a computer and reload, re-upload that. Um, so that should be if you were trying to listen to Friday's episode and you couldn't get it to play, it should work now. Uh, so I apologize for that. And then, yeah, the happy hour was an unmitigated disaster. We'll do a, a makeup one this week. I'm thinking of changing it, changing the day. I don't know if Friday's the best day to do it anymore. I, I don't know if if people would prefer a Thursday night happy hour or something like that. But we'll post it in the uh, post it in the Facebook group and and let the people decide. Yeah. Oh yeah, I love democracy. We love democracy. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'll put it to a vote. <laughs> um, because it just seems like yeah, maybe Friday's not the best day to do it. Uh, maybe when I was in PV, like every day is a Friday, so it's just kind of like whatever, it doesn't matter. But here it's like Fridays are actually like a, a different day, and I think it's a different day for other people too. So. Maybe we should change that up. I'm thinking about it. Let me know your thoughts in the private Facebook group, but I'll, I'll post a, a poll to see. But we will be doing a makeup, uh, one of those sometime this week. So stay tuned for that. Follow us on Twitter at Pedal Fiction at jcamp1521 and do all that for us. We'll be back on Friday with a brand new episode for you. Until then, you know the drill. Just keep on pedaling that so-called fiction. Peace. <laughs>